How are we doing? How's things? You're very welcome back. My name is James Hempton, and you're very welcome to the show here today. So, on today's show, I'm joined by Mr. Dan Campion, aka Mr. Primal. Call him Dan Champion at the beginning of the podcast, mistakenly so, um, but Mr. Primal himself. Dan is a man that's heavily involved in the podcasting scene. I actually call him the godfather of Irish podcasting. A man that, that knows a lot about the podcasting scene, like I said. He's a producer, he's a podcaster himself, and he's fully immersed in the world of podcasting. And it was a real pleasure of mine and honor to get him on. And we spoke a lot. We spoke for just over an hour and a few topics that spring to mind that really, I think, have a sense of importance are... Number one was how conversation is therapy. You know, organizing the thoughts that are in our head and speaking them out loud with someone else is a form of therapy and it helps you to declutter your mind. And I think that's very important and it's a key lesson for us all to know is by speaking to one another, it's just going to nourish our mind. Like Dan says in the podcast, it's nourishing for us. Having these deep conversations. When's the last time you had one? It's very important. Now, we touch on a few other subjects. We touch on self-development. We talk about how to handle your emotions a bit better, maybe triggers that we all have, acknowledging them and trying to assess them and trying to get better at just kind of conducting ourselves through life when situations arise, whatever it may be, and much more. So, listen, I hope you enjoy. Sit back, relax, and all the best. Hour. But it, I think it's great having that structure, though, isn't it? You definitely, when you're st- when you're doing a podcast, you need to have that structure. You need you have a because you, you said this very well before. But you you have a responsibility to the people listening. So mm. like if you're just doing a podcast and it's a bit of crack, do yeah. whatever you want. But if you actually are asking people to listen to it, yeah. you kind of want to have a bit of structure. You want to deliver some value and make sure it's coherent. There's a bit of energy about it, and you're actually thanking people by giving them something that's worth their while yeah 100% yeah. and I'll, where I'll start with this podcast is are we live are we rolling yeah we're rolling oh we're, we're rolling. in we're rolling we're good yeah, to go we're, with yeah. the, we're in the, the podcast the mics are on Deadly. the camera's on so we're good to go everyone thank you very much for, for coming back once again this is the James Hempton show I don't know why I feel like I need to do an introduction but I think uh, at the moment I am I'll probably wear off it's after your baby a while. man you do what you exactly, want exactly exactly it is what it is at the moment but I'm joined this evening by Mr. Dan Cham- Champion. Is that how you say it? Campion. 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 But I've been called Champion four uh, times this week. I'll take it. Take Champion. I'll I mean, Champion, it's a, it could, could turn into a nickname. But anyway, Mr. Primal. Mr. Primal podcast. Mr. Primal, yeah. Are you known for that as well? Uh, not really, no. No, not really. <laughs> People just call me Dan. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> Dan the man. Anyway, I'm joined by Dan. Um, cross paths quite a while ago when I, when I came into the whole podcasting world. And it's been a hell of an experience up to now, Dan. And it's like, it's the podcasting world is like, Something I never knew about because I think in life we can be blind to so many things, and then you're introduced to something. You're like, I never knew this world existed. Yeah, and that's what happened when I walked into the to the Primal Studios. And one thing that that's always stuck with me, Dan, because first impressions are everything in life, I believe, is how impressed I was with the setup that you have. I'm wondering, did you were you inspired? Like, because what you have done with your studio has inspired me somewhat so to create this space that I have here now. And I'm like, did you see someone else do it for you to have some sort of an insight into how to put your own spin and personality on what and the space that you have? Are you talking about the, the, the actual vi- studio, the visual and the, the kind of feeling everything. that you get? I remember going in there being so relaxed. It was like lovely kind of dark lights or dim lights. You had the plants, you had the scent coming up, yeah. you had the lovely lofty beats on the wall. I was like, <laughs> I feel like I'm in heaven here. And I, I, the first thing I said was, 
this room is set up for great conversation because you just had it set up so well that people come in, they feel relaxed, you know, everything's in place to just all the books. I just love the setup of it. Yeah. But did you, were you inspired by someone else to set up your own place? Uh, no, yes and no. I was inspired to start podcasting, obviously, yeah. by other podcasters, but I'm a massive, I have a massive appreciation for the power of environment. Yeah. And I spent 12 years in the medical world we worked in a small clinic and I used to have one-on-one conversations a lot with people who came into the clinic because yeah. I'd meet them first and talk to them about how we could help them and stuff like that. And they were intimate, personal conversations about people's medical history and their how their heads were and all of this course. kind of stuff. So for me, I became very aware of how comfortable those people were with me, number one. So I'm part of the environment they're in, yeah. but also the room they're in, how it f- this, this kind of sights, the sounds, the smells and manipulating that could make a person much more comfortable mm. and when they're more comfortable we had a better conversation better connection and i got more information and i was able to help them better so that's where i kind of i started it started to click for me so i didn't have a natural kind of feel for this or anything like that but it started to click after doing the reps and meeting loads and loads of people and the second thing where environment became important for me was this whole idea set and setting with like the psychedelic world i love that phrase set and setting yeah. set and setting that's, actually you're the man that introduce me or that's where i heard it first i was like well yeah, i can't take yeah. credit for that at all yeah. and i'm not not that i'm well versed in the world of psychedelics but this idea said in setting which will in the world of psychedelics completely affect the way the experience goes but for me that applies to everything but, oh i was literally everything. <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth yeah. i was just gonna say how doesn't it apply to everything in life think it's about it does yeah like if you if you have your dinner people can imagine the nicest place that maybe it's curled up on the couch watching a bit of TV and it's like, ah, oh, I enjoy my dinner so much more. If you're having your dinner on at a bus station on the side of a busy street, it's going to affect how you enjoy the food. Of course. So like that's a really extreme example. But for something like podcasting or the studio, to answer your question, all I knew was I had to create an environment for people where they were comfortable and it was easy to connect because mm-hmm. I had a decade of experience of having deep connection with people that was heavily influenced by the environment. Yeah. So when I went into the room, it was a white office, like most of the offices in that building are white offices. The first one you went in, the first studio I built, it was kind of similar. The second one's a massive upgrade. Um, but I knew I wanted somewhere that was, the light was low, there's a bit of LED going on, it was wood, it was natural, there was trees, had to smell nice because a massively powerful connection with smell and memory in the brain. Mm-hmm. So you can trigger good or bad memories in people with how, how play smells. Connect with all the senses, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything was really, really important. The table, was, uh, I had the custom made that was for me, it was Beautiful a big, it was a big yeah. outlay at the time, but I was like, I, I wanted raw live edge. The company was primal. It was all about connecting with your roots. So I thought about everything in isolation. I'm no Dermot Bannon now. I didn't, I didn't see it all in one <laughs> big picture coming together. I was like, I fucking hope this works. I love this Dermot better work. I love, that's well said. Um, the colors, the colors for me, I knew I was going to be doing video. There's a, there's a kind of an orange and teal in, in video. They're, they're complementary colors. You see um, a lot of big Hollywood movies use that. So yeah. I was like, orange and teal go quite well the color of wood and the color of trees go quite well so that's where the color co- kind of came from and then i built everything what, what do you think that is is that a natural kind of primitive aspect that we have that we like associating with like this is wood this is a plant or whatever it is oh definitely yeah yeah, yeah 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 like it, everyone comes into my studio and they spend like everybody rubs the table yeah so there's a grounding element to give it a good the, smell as well they smell the room, of course, yeah. <laughs> Maybe some people smell the table when I'm out there or we're not looking. But uh, they all rub it. Yeah. They rub the natural live edge of the table. And I do it as well when I'm sitting sitting at it. So there's, there's a definite connection with There's energy nature. off thing as well. Like, yeah, like trees and everything else and plants and whatever maybe. There's all energy there. So that's what you're feeling when 100%. you're in that room. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I think we pick up on it, definitely so. Yeah. Um, and you said it well there as well. To, to create great conversation, Dan, people need to be comfortable. They yes. need to be comfortable in your presence. They need to be comfortable in the environment. And that's how just 
great things flourish is when there's a sense of ease attached and then it can just grow into yeah. whatever it grows into. It just, yeah. it just kind of compounds and, and keeps on moving. But that's absolutely beautiful. And I remember I, I was so taken back and still am today and hopefully I'll be back at some stage. Is that right, it's, it, it's, it's such a great place to have great conversations and that's why you're obviously thriving now with the business and everything that you have. Tell me, how did the actual term Primal come about? How did the, the Primal podcast, or is it, do you call the studios Primal Studios? Yeah, the company's called Primal Productions. Primal Productions. So I have to call the company something. Yeah. So it's a, it's a funny thing about, like, I've started a few businesses in my time. Um, yeah. I'm sounding like a serial business owner there. I'm not, <laughs> I've just, but I've started several projects, been involved in several projects. Yeah. And the part that everyone thinks is really important is the name. We're going to spend loads of time on the name. So many people get caught up on the name. What's the name going to be? And yeah. I was no different. I got yeah. caught up on the name. All I knew was I wanted something that represented what I was trying to achieve, which was a reconnection to the things that are really important to us. Because yeah. as I said, the, the kind of medicine that I worked with, yeah. the people that I worked with, it was all about lifestyle medicine. It was all about um, metabolic health and eating well, moving well, feeling good, having good relationships, primal stuff. Yeah. So the first thing I wrote down, I've a, I have the page somewhere, I'll find the page, I'll send you a picture. Yeah. The first thing I wrote down was primal. And about three weeks later, and about 800 names later, I kept coming back to primal with an I, the yeah. word primal. I was yeah. like, ah, something to do with primal. It can't just be primal. It's something to do with primal. And I was like, I want the CRO to register the company and see if the name primal is available. And I went on, and apparently there's like 50 companies in Ireland called primal engineering, primal electricians, primal fucking fixer taps, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so I can't name a primal now. And I was like, what if I put a Y in there? And I thought it kind of looked like an arrowhead or a spear or something. I was like, that's really primal. Yeah. So I just put a Y in. And I remember Jill was there. I was like, it's primal with a Y. And she's like, you're not still on primal, are you? <laughs> this was like three weeks of trying to come up with names. Yeah. The most inefficient business process ever. And uh, that was, it was basically it. But the connection, similar to having the wood and the trees and the raw and all that, was a connection to the deeper it's, things. It's so interconnected. For me. It's all connection. It is, it's, it's all, all connection. The podca podcasting is just a tool for me. Yeah. It, it was about creating a space where you could connect with other people. So I was just going to say, how everything linked. I think that's a big part of, of life nowadays is that what we're missing is that connection with one another. And I think that's a great thing with podcasts as well is that people actually sit down and have a conversation where yeah. there's nothing else going on but right here. Yeah. It's a, our minds become almost in sync with it as well. And I think there's a, a very, I think there's like a therapeutic factor to it as well where you can just really connect with someone and it's just like, you're here. You're nowhere else. You know what I mean? Because yeah. we're so distracted with the life that we live now. It's just like, podcasts have finally given us a space to sit down and actually talk where that may have never ever been there before we're like where when have you ever like like you wouldn't unless this was recorded right now and maybe we would sit here talking face to face Dan who knows we probably you know, wouldn't it's another yeah we, I don't think we would but yeah. it's another reason just to be with someone else you know what I mean and be with them in a much deeper sense and that's why I like the whole primal aspect because it's like you said deeper connection you have everything in that room so people sit down connection 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 yeah how much more connected are they going to get it's funny, I ask everybody, I asked you guys, I think, when you came in as well, yeah. um, when was the last time you sat down to have a conversation that was really deep and connected, that yeah. wasn't kind of, how was your day, and yeah, all that kind of, because people, like, people have good relationships with each other, I'm not saying, I'm not saying they don't, but yeah. the last time you had a really deep, meaningful conversation, mm. most people can't give me the answer to the question, because they go, ah, sure, it was only, and they're like, Jesus, when was it? And, and, and now that you say that now, I'm thinking, 
if it wasn't for a podcast, I can't tell you the last time yeah. I had a really And like, I'll ask anybody who's listening here now, like, have an actual think about it. And for some people, they say, it was yesterday, my friend, but there was a situation created where maybe you and your friend were walking through the woods and yeah. there was a, a space created where you, you had an opportunity to be deeply connected or of your course. phone wasn't there or something like that. I was just going to mention, if the phone's around, there's no The phone's around, it's a disaster. No, no, it's not happening. You yeah. talked about focus recently as well. And, and the fo- one of the key elements of focus, I believe, is just not being distracted. Oh yeah, just take away the, yeah, the yeah. element of not being distracted. But because where attention goes, energy flows. It's so true. The yeah. attention is everything in this life. Like the whole social media scene, people want eyes on screens, looking at what you're doing. That's the the game is all about int- attention. But the great thing here, right now, is that the attention and focus is solely here and nothing else. Yeah. And it's like you just go down rabbit holes. You know, you go down maybe a rabbit hole on YouTube. But with a conversation, it's just like you're just finding these different routes, like. Even this conversation now is not planning on how it's going to go. Not that I had a set plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about something that I never thought we'd talk about. Yeah. And the reason why is because we're facilitating that conversation to happen. Yeah. I believe so, anyway. No, you're, you're dead right. You're dead right. And it is, you said, therapeutic. It, it is a form of therapy for us. Yeah. How do you feel after a podcast? Very good. After having done one, you feel good? I have the majority of them. I've, the, the, the few I've done, sorry. The few I've done so far. Yeah, I, felt, I felt good. You feel it's energized. Like, energized. Yeah. Energized. Now, some of them can be quite mentally, like... T- like yeah, a, you're like, tired. Tired, yeah. But, yeah. but when in, a, in a great sense. In a great sense, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Like, like you've done a good workout. Exactly. You, you know, you've gotten something from it. Yeah. I always say, it, my brain feels nourished. The amount of people who say when they leave the studio was like therapy. I laugh because it, it technically is therapy because all, mm. ther- all a therapist does is sits and allows you to express yourself. That's what it is. And if you can't express yourself, you internalize a lot of stuff or you don't process a lot of stuff. So, so think about it. think about going through our, um, like, and some of the stuff I would have studied through the work I did or through, through the, the kind of um, the, the medical work we did. I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but think about all of the inputs you have in a day. And you don't process the vast majority of those. You don't give yourself time to actually, okay, something has happened. What do I think about that? How do I feel? That's so true. Someone cuts you off in traffic. You just get pissed off and you shout at them. And then yeah. you go on to the next thing. The phone rings and it's just constant input. You never you never give your brain a chance to actually process. Someone cut me off there. Why did I get so angry? What was going on? Maybe right. something going on in his day. Yeah. You, you don't work through those thought pa- patterns. So you leave all these open loops in your head and the, the brain doesn't like that. So when you give yourself, like we didn't plan this at all to talk about this stuff. No. This is brilliant. When, when you give yourself space, this is why meditation works. Oh, you, you're literally leading up to it, Dan. Yeah, 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 this, yeah. But this is why it works. Yeah, yeah. And for me, just because I'm not great at practicing meditation, but for me, this is a form of meditation. Because yeah. I'm saying things now that are in my head and I think about, but I'm so, sometimes I'm actually forming thoughts and words as I'm saying them. And my brain is like, this is unbelievable. Your it's brain doesn't even know it's there. It's like, it's, it's just coming out. Of, well, maybe it knows somewhat. Your so. body knows it's there because you, you de- you, it manifests as stress or anxiety or illness. Yeah, yeah. But if you can give your brain a way to process those thoughts. Naval talks about this. If you listen to Naval talk about meditation, and Rogan, remember Rogan asked him and he said like, what? Dan has only listened to this podcast. <laughs> I listened to it last week. I listened to it regularly. But he, he, like, Naval's idea on this is, meditation is about allowing the brain to work through all this stuff and eventually you get to a point where there is nothing the inbox is empty and that's kind of this inner peace yeah now maybe there'll never be inner peace because we're always put more inputs that's in. the enlightenment moment yeah but right, imagine right. getting your inbox down to five emails a day as opposed to five million emails a day mm. how, how l- much lower your stress levels would be yeah. so conversation for me w- that's why i got into this industry conversation for me is that form of therapy for most people who can't practice meditation or journaling or it doesn't work for them 
conversation works for everybody in my opinion it does all, all you're doing here is allowing me to get this out of me and yeah. I'm allowing you to get it and we're, we're doing a dance it's with a each other it's a lovely dynamic yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah and for some people they just need to talk like eh, I had a woman in last week everybody says it to me I'm like why, why would you like to start a podcast and they kind of give me the generic answers oh it'd be good for business and I was like no 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 like what, why really what's, why, what's why? they're like they start doing this stuff like it's it's in me yeah. I have to get some stuff out I'm like that's what I'm talking about and yeah. I know that's in almost everybody so mm. Why I love what I do is I get to facilitate that. Why I built the room the way it is is because the room facilitates that. So, but it's it is a form of therapy, and it's about helping the brain close those loops and kind of process all the inputs. Open loops, yeah. The brain hates. I fucking hates open loops. I heard this recently. Actually, I started reading uh, James Smith's new book. Uh, I think it's called How to Be More. Oh confident, yeah, yeah, How yeah. to Be Confident, and he picked up something from when he was on. Uh, modern wisdom modern wisdom with chris williamson Chris and they talked about hero yeah great great guy they talk about the zagarnik effect i think it is and yes this this open loop system and um i think uh, i don't know what he was exactly the guy that picked it up <clears throat> but he was relating it to waiters working in a restaurant that they could recite the bill but once the bill was closed it was gone yes and how it relates to our own lives is is if you have all these and i have them in my own life as well as like mental open loops we have these loops that are open that say you've got you've, you have to do a certain thing and you're not doing it you keep putting it off this loop keeps playing in your head until you close it off and then it's gone it's like you can just send that email away it's no longer a draft you just it's just gone but if you don't close them what happens is then loops just keep on going keep on going and the same thing if you haven't processed anything what happens and then it's like your computer is it just keeps on building up till it crashes it's like fuck this i can't do it anymore yeah i need some mental space and you said it very well then you're now a facilitator which is a beautiful job to have it really is an amazing job i love it yeah yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's so crazy how it came about as well i love the whole story the process to it and even the name and, and what it's came to be it's fair, like credit to you it's, it's incredible because what's quite interesting as well in this area where we live like counties county dublin stores i suppose is, is coming out of the dubs of the dubs of the dubs we're coming back <laughs> It's like I don't I don't know anyone else that's doing it. So it's it's great also seeing someone that's so passionate about what they do. Yeah. I also find in life it's kinda hard well, look, more people are gonna slowly come across the sea, they're quite enthusiastic about what they do. But it's very refreshing when you meet someone that's just so invested in what they do and even when we were playing around here at the beginning, you were like, how did all this set I up? I feel bad because we spent the first hour here. I brought, <laughs> I got invited to a podcast about a big bag of toys. I was like, plug this mic in and plug it in here. You brought, in, you brought everything. You brought yourself, which is the main thing as well. Tell me, Dan, when you were setting up a business, how, yes. how was that for you? How was the whole process? Was it an individual process? Were you with anyone when you done it originally or how did that go? So with Primal, I did start it with a, a guy, a lovely guy, a friend of mine, Jess. We're still good yeah. friends today. Um, it didn't end in tears, don't worry. Um, how, how was that process of setting it up? Was it stressful or was it kind of an easy process or how did it go? S- starting businesses is easy. Is it? <laughs> Maintaining yeah. businesses is hard. It's a hard bit. Business is hard. Yeah. I, d- yeah. I don't, I, I, and I don't, like, let me just clarify this now. I'm not a business expert. I'm yeah. only a few years in business myself. How long is Primal business? Uh, Primal? Nearly four years. Four years. Um, three, three and a half to four years. Uh, now, I worked in a business before this. I was part yeah. of a small business. The clinic we ran was a small business. I was part of the business development team. So I understood about business. Mm. But now I know how little I actually knew about what business was. Yeah. It's easy to start businesses. So like in Ireland, you can start a business tomorrow for 70 quid. Yeah. Register the name of the CRO. You can be a sole trader, limited company, whatever. It's not hard to set up a business, a company structure. Yeah. Um, you can pick a name, do all the fun things, get a logo, pick your brands. That's all a bit of crack. That's all fun. Uh, especially if you're creative like myself and yourself are like we're like oh I'm gonna set a business and podcasting and it's yeah. just gonna be amazing and everybody will come that's like 5% of it so you do need the passion you do need to uh, love what you do and all that kind of crack but there's a, a lot of 
practical skills in business that I'm now learning yeah. that are really, really important. And like there's, there's stats on this, 90% of businesses, startup businesses fail within two years. Two years 90% yeah. of the 10% that are left are failed after five years. So like we're talking low, low numbers of people who actually managed to make this work. I'm not saying I've done it yet. I I'm, I'm love what I do. It's working at the moment, so I'm very grateful. But uh, it's, it's difficult to maintain it. So I started with Jess. I had an idea. I had to come out of me, man. There was something in me. I had yeah, to come yeah. out of me. You were doing all the gesticulation as well. You were doing all the gesticulation. <laughs> I had to come out. Um, I, I knew I had a creative side of me that wasn't being satisfied. Mm. In the, I, lo- I loved the work that I did. I was working in the medical industry, helping people. It was amazing. But yeah. um, there was a, a part that had to come out. And then I started getting all this about the conversation and connection. And I could be a facilitator here. And an interesting thing happened when I was working in the medical industry. I'm a physio by trade. That's what I studied. I'm a physio. Yeah. And I, I learned a lot of skills through um, working with the job. But I, I'm not the expert in anything. But I got a great amount of joy. People would call me from everywhere. My football team, my friends, my family, people I knew would all call me and say, look, Dan, I've got this problem or this problem. I'm struggling with this or dealing with this. And I'd always have someone to connect them with. Yeah. I'd always have someone to send them to that could help. Because so they knew you were in that field. Because they knew I was in the field yeah, of yeah. helping people. So yeah, I, I always knew someone who could help with something. Yeah. Um, and that felt really good to me if I was able to refer to somebody and they had a great experience. I was like, that's, that's amazing for me. People would thank me and be like, I didn't do anything here. I just made the connection. So another thing about Prima was I was like, I could be this connector of people. And while I was working in the industry, I met so many amazing practitioners. Yeah. Gym people, fitness people, wellness people, medical people, surgical people, um, holistic people who were changing people's lives. But nobody knew about them. So I would connect them with other people and like I had a little network kind of going there. Um, it's almost like it was meant to happen, Dan. No, it definitely yeah. does. The way you you're talking about stuff, it, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's almost like this, you were meant to be the person that just opened up all these doors to so many other people and they all like can be connected now. Yeah. It's amazing. It's. I mean, other people are doing this. Other people do podcasts and have studios and stuff like that. But what I do is different, I feel. Um, yeah. And so to, to kind of answer the, the, the question properly without going off on a million different tangents yeah. here, I started the business with Jesse. I approached Jesse. said, look, I want to do this. He was very interested in the personal development sphere as well. We were both listening to the same kind of stuff on podcasts. I was actually doing a lot of my research for treatments we would bring into the clinic through podcasts. So I'd find different experts in different fields, medical fields, listen to their stuff and go to the doc I work with and say, can we can we try this? Can we bring this over here? And he'd kind of tell me legally, yeah, legally, no, medically, yeah, medically, no. Yeah. So I was very interested in the podcast space. Yeah. Loved all the gear. I'm a gear, I, I love the gear. I'm addicted to the gear. Like the <laughs> cameras and lenses and mics and all that kind of crack. So I went to Jess, I was like, do you want to do something here? I just, something has to come out. I had a bit, little bit of money saved there. I was like, we'll start up a little side project. Yeah. That was all it was at the start. I didn't know what it was going to be. Passion project. Passion project. I was yeah. like, and he's like, what will we do? And I was like, all I know is I'm going to create a space where people can come and connect and communicate. Mm. I was like, I don't know what that looks like yet, but I was already running a podcast for the clinic um, as an advertising tool, which was going great. I was meeting loads of people. I was like, it can be a podcast studio. It's a great place to start. People will find it weird if I say, do you want to come and just talk to me in this room? But if I say, do you want to come on my podcast? I'll get a lot more people through the room. And the other thing I had in the back of my head was a lot of people I would have known, my peers, maybe some of my friends, wouldn't really be into the whole world of, health fitness personal development or anything like that and do you know the way that a lot of people that we would know would turn off a lot of our friends because they're they're very out there yeah like maybe they wear the leopard skin pants or maybe like you they're on the rings in the middle of phoenix park or something like that yeah, yeah. and most of my mates would be like they're fucking weirdos who's this but they could really do with trying some of this stuff because it improved their lives yeah 
I knew I could be because I'm just Dan, play gal, like I think I'm a, <laughs> a thug from sorts, just knocking lads around on the football pitch. I'm just a normal fella. Yeah. But I'm also into like meditation and journaling and psychedelics and yeah. doing podcasts. So some of my mates was like, maybe they'll through me get interested in this stuff and it'll help them improve their lives. There so, you go. So all this stuff was in my head. So I approached Jesse. I was like, what do you think? He's like, I love the idea. We started the business. As I said, the start bit is easy. You're having loads of fun at names and colors and all that kind of crack. And then the real work starts. How are we going to make money off this? Yeah. Like, people don't just give you money for being artistic. They don't. Um, so over the course of the next few months, I put a lot of graft into building that business. Mm. Um, Jesse had some other stuff going on. So we agreed to part ways. Um, I took over control of the business very early days before anything actually really happened. Yeah. And um, then COVID came. No way. In just at the start of 2020, I sounded surprised there. COVID came, but go on, sorry. Yeah, 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 no, no way. <laughs> COVID came, uh, so everything was locked down. The clinic closed, so I spent a lot more time working on Primal, and eventually transitioned over full time to the. I, I, I wow. knew it was always in me. I always yeah. wanted to run my own business, yeah. um, and at the start it was a passion project. Then it was I was like, okay, the clinic's closed. I'll, I'll work on this for a bit, and then I was like, we're six months in, and the country isn't open, and I have no clients, and the clinic still isn't open. I was like, what's going on here? Like, yeah. I, I have young kids as well, so I was like. It's a bit scary here now. Yeah, like yeah. I don't have any major employment, but I knew what I was doing with Primal. I was like, I had the vision. I was just going to say, sometimes you're, you're just seeing something that no one else can see that's there, but only you're the only person that's just, and yeah. you're pursuing that. I often refer to it as, cause just cause the situation I'm in myself, is like, you're in the middle of the ocean and you're swimming and in your head, you know where this island is, but you need to keep on swimming in that direction before you see it. Yeah. And, it's and I'm like, a terrible swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> and the sharks are coming, so you want to keep on swimming as quick as you can and get there before you drown. The but sharks uh, are the best motivation. Yeah. The sharks are a good motivation. So that what was were the sharks for you? I, I had a family. Like I'm oh, not, there you go. Yeah, yeah and like yeah, I'm, responsibilities. I'm 34 years of age, like, so yeah. I'm not 24 yeah, yeah. with no responsibility oh. where you can kind of try a lot of things. If it doesn't work, it's just you. Exactly. Like I have responsibilities as well, and that was in the back of my mind. Um, and nobody knew what was going to happen with lockdowns and like what was going to work. And I had to stat in my head, 90% of businesses failed in the first two years. I was yeah. by myself now because Jesse was gone. Um, I had no real new business coming in. Yeah. I thought I knew what business was. I absolutely didn't know what business was in that was first very, year. Was it a slow burner at the beginning with Thank the you. whole pr- primal promise? Very slow, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like, I'm, I, 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 podcasts are so new. Well, for, for me, like I know they've been around a while, but it's yeah. like even the scene in Ireland, they don't feel like they're around that long. Podcasting's around over a decade, but what it is now is different. Uh, now, as a tool that people can use to develop personal brand, and like the, the barrier to entry was always low, but now people understand. Excuse me, what it is yeah. a little bit more. So a lot more people are interested now, and Irish people tend to be behind the curve compared to the likes of America. We're a little bit further yeah. behind about things we adopt and stuff like of that. Of course. Um, but yeah, I ran a bricks and mortar business. Like I needed people to come to me. That was my service, and there was five k restrictions, <laughs> so yeah. nobody could travel. So like it was difficult. Um, and then and you probably couldn't meet each other back then as well. Couldn't meet each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in a weird grey area. Media production was allowed travel, so I was in media production. So oh, no way, I had a weird grey. But none of my clients could travel. None of, of course, their guests yeah, could travel. Yeah. So it was, it was that was a difficult time. Um, but I had great support. My fiance is amazing. She supported me. Um, and then to be honest with you, one of the best things that happened was meeting our good mutual friend, Mister Brian Lachlan. Oh yeah. The business for me, mentorship was it changed the game. Yeah, really. Changed yeah. the game. I remember the first time you told me about this, you, you lit up. So it's obviously yeah. very important. Massively important. So yeah. if you're asking me about business, had, I can't had, give business advice. Had you ever had a mentor before? Never. I'd Period. had friends. Oh, yeah. No, sorry. I, I, that's that's not true. To, to yeah. be fair, I have I have one guy who's very, very good to me. He's a very, very good business owner. But he wasn't my official mentor. He's a friend and he's helping me. Um, go on. Sorry, I was going to cut across. I was listening to 
only a podcast. I listen to a lot of podcasts. The podcast today uh, is it Alex Hermosi. Is that his name? Alex Hermosi. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of him. Big Business fan. guy. Big. Yeah. What I love about him, and I'm only starting to figure out a bit more about him, is that he's trying to teach everyone else how to make the kind of shortcuts in life because he's a massive millionaire now. He's trying to teach other people how to run their business and make like shortcuts to just get there quicker yeah. than he done. Than he done. He's a billionaire. He's heading towards being a billionaire. But he made a great point of like you talked about mentors there. He would look for people that could help him and he would pay whatever money it was because he knew that price that he would pay for them would just accelerate him and another yeah. like it's like a different rocket ship you're getting and you're going to the next level. It's like shortening it's all these like bridging these gaps yeah. at a quicker pace, you know what I mean? That's a better way of putting it. Yeah. There's yeah. no shortcuts in business. You have no. to work hard and really, really commit to the process. But there's always someone out there that knows more than you. But yeah, they'll help you avoid all of the not all, a lot of the pitfalls that will waste your time. And I was going to say the same thing that you done when me and all came into your studio. With was, the, I had no fucking breathe. We actually tried this before. I yeah. bought these mics originally and we done a podcast in my conservatory inside on the tennis table table with the, with the Canon G7X wherever it is over there. And we attempted it. It was awful. It was god awful. It was terrible. But it was an experience. You know what I mean? We were trying it. And then obviously then we found out you were in source. Like, what are the chances? You know what how I mean? How did you find me? I think Noah found you. I don't know how he found you. Probably through Instagram. Yeah, he reached out to me. Yeah, probably Instagram. through Instagram. And, uh, and then that's what I'm saying is like, go, whatever it is in life, you, you have to go to the source of who knows best because like I said, there's so much in this world. You have to block out so much. You're, only, you're blind to it all. Yeah. So go to that person and then it's like, whoosh, this world exists. Yeah. There's, there's a million distractions and I was my biggest distraction. I was my own biggest distraction because yeah. you think you know best, you think you know what you're doing and to be honest with you, I hadn't a clue about business, really hadn't a clue um, and Brian is a little bit older than me and had been in business a good bit longer than me yeah. and had a lot of experience. Did you have to mention he's older than you there? I had to. <laughs> Very important point, Brian is a little bit older than me um, but I, I actually only mentioned that because he's just, a, he's, he's further ahead. A bit further ahead. Yeah. He's not so far ahead that the advice he was giving me was irrelevant now. Because yeah. there's people maybe who are in business 30, 40 years who will have some of the really solid business principles. But for something like what I was doing, which was totally new and bizarre and kind of abstract, and I, d I didn't even really know what it was myself at the start, Brian is in a similar space. Because most people nowadays who are creating these new types of businesses, they're kind of... Um, individual-led personal brand they're all about kind of concepts and communities as opposed to i ship uh, fucking frozen foods around the world yeah, or i yeah. make shoes like his his uh like telos tell tell yeah, yeah, now is yeah. a mentorship community for lifestyle and it's not just movement but anymore it, isn't, isn't that what people want isn't it, it people want through that brand they exactly. want a sense of community and that's different and he understood that from having gone through it for the last five or six years and he was only a year or two older than me so he knew where I was in my life yeah. he's got a young family as well so it was relevant and when he he came into me as a client originally yeah. and within we were meant to have like my consult like, like our consultation yeah. I think it's meant to be half an hour and four hours later we're yeah. still there chatting but he told me he did mentorship and at the start I was like I don't need fucking mentorship I remember the yeah. conversation I was like ah yeah i let you know and in my head I was like <laughs> this guy just wants fucking money out of me and then I went and, I, and he, he could see the resistance in me he's like yeah. just just think about it right and isn't can, it crazy when you're in and you're pretty in this situation now where you come across someone you're trying to convince them of what you have will benefit them in so many other ways and like fuck <laughs> off yeah. what are you talking and about especially when you're young exactly yeah. yeah and then it's like they give you something and it just changes everything yeah like, like that mentorship for yeah. me it's everything yeah. if I was to give anybody I can't give business advice because I'm not experienced enough but yeah. if I was to give any advice find somebody who knows what they're doing who can help you do not listen to me telling you about something that I haven't even because like everyone will want to give you advice yeah. and friends and family mean so well 
and like I'm blessed. I, I couldn't have done this without my friends, my friends and family. My, my they're on the same loop as it's uh, not the same thing. No, they'll not. want to give you advice, but they've no perspective on the advice they're giving you or what you're trying to do or how it can be best achieved. Exactly. Um, like who'd you go to ask to, to make money? Someone who's made loads of money. You don't ask your mates. No. Um. So it, it's not. It's 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 important to understand that. And these are some of the lessons I had to learn the hard way. But as soon as I started working with Brian, it immediately not because he was a, he, he is obviously very very experienced and qualified and he's got loads of wisdom yeah but it wasn't because he was a genius immediately i realized the potential that i could achieve if i let go of all my own fucking biases and shit and dan knows best kind of yeah, fuck, yeah, fuckery let, let the ego down a small let bit. the ego yeah, yeah. i had to let the ego go he crushed me he crushed me and for the better look at for you now dan i was just we were just talking beforehand yeah. like you're hopefully in the next world gonna open up another studio and everything else that goes with it and have it all kitted out you know what i mean this big, is big the, plans yeah yeah big plans but this is what happens when you kind of seek and someone advise you in the, in the right way yeah definitely so yeah but Te- just just to answer your question finally in one yeah, yeah, nutshell yeah. starting yeah. a business is easy running and maintaining a business is very difficult but the best thing i ever did was mentorship by far mentorship by far yeah 100 okay. no take no take no take take that no yeah i have another uh, question about podcasts and because i know you've listened to, m- to many podcasts over the years and everything else that goes with i actually it. don't listen to as many podcasts as people think really not anymore well i'm listening to so many podcasts because i produce so many podcasts so i'm do listening you, to them in real time who, who do you listen to nowadays rogan some harmozy uh chris williamson yeah every now and again who's your favorite podcaster Oh, Rogan. It's clear yeah, people yeah. roll their eyes when they hear that, but like he's the OG. He's I, I love his style. Yeah, he's helped him and his guests have helped me change my life over the last ten years. I was gonna say like change my life. He's one of the for for young men or for men of any age. He is one of the best teachers there is, hands yeah. down. I think he's changed completely. That's how I got got into podcasts was because of him. And oh, the amount and the amount of guests he had on, and and you'd hear little snippets of whatever maybe actually <coughs> he was mentioning them already. When he had Naval Ravikant on, uh, like, like I was saying, I only recently listened to it because I was going to ask, I was leading up to the question is what is the, the kind of one main lesson that you've taken from listening to all the podcasts you listen to? Yeah. But <clears throat> I remember listening to that one and I was kind of getting into meditation bit by bit. And I only re-listened to it because when you re-listen to it, you start hearing things that you didn't hear before. You just, you're, you're hearing them in, in a different way. And only recently, because I can't talk highly enough about meditation, what it's done for me. I don't think I would have created a self-awareness to even be in this position now if I didn't meditate. But I remember listening to that um, only recently, and Naval Ravikant said something that's so true, and it really hit home. What meditation is is what we're trying to do is not we, we don't want peace of mind. We want peace from, from mind. mind. You want to get past your mind because what your mind constantly does, and you talked about a great example you gave it. Someone in the car, they emotionally react, and then their phone rings, and then they have to send all these emails. <clears throat> what you're doing there, your analytical mind is just constantly thinking, and it just ke- keeps on getting wound up and wound up and wound up. And you just never get that space from, look, your, your mind can be used as a tool. And it can also be like, you can be a slave to it if you have no control over it. If, you're, if you have no control over your mind, it'll just run riot. It's like a horse in a field and there's, there's, no, there's no, nothing to cage it in, you know what I mean? You have to have somewhat control over it. But, and it, if it wasn't for Rogan, because Naval is not on any other podcast, I can't really find him anywhere. Keeps a really low profile. Keeps a really low profile. Yeah. Show, it just shows the kind of credibility Joe Rogan has to get someone of his stature on and just it, like you talk facilitator that's what he's doing he's facilitating great conversations and I don't think there's anything more rewarding in terms of trying to develop yourself and, and even educate yourself but listen to podcasts they're just amazing but uh, trying to get back to the point there is rambling on this no, not at all. Rogan Rogan's a, a great example but what, 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 why, why I think he's 
why I love him so much is yeah. your reaction twice now. It's had, I've seen you do it twice in this conversation. When I mentioned that first podcast with Naval and when you were talking about it there, you, you lit up because it, me, it meant something to you. Yeah. It's helped you learn something about yourself. <laughs> and I've had hundreds of incidences where someone brings up a name like Naval and I'm like, did you hear him on Rogan? And the person goes, oh my God, it was the most amazing thing yeah. ever. And there's like all oh, this big buzz. Yeah. The fact that someone having a conversation with someone else can mean that to so many people so many times. I can think of so many different episodes. Like that Naval episode obviously stands out to me. Yeah. I remember exactly where I was when I heard it because Jill was going. It was a Sunday. I was sitting in to have a bit of lunch. Uh, my daughter was in bed asleep having her nap and Jill was like, I'll be back in a while and I'm going out to the shop or whatever like that. And I was like, I'm just going to listen to this for 10 minutes and I'm going to go do something else. And she walked back in two hours and 40 minutes or 20 minutes later, whatever, however long it is. And I, was, I hadn't moved. <laughs> I was like, are you all right? I was like, this is amazing. It's like, what? It's like, everything this man says speaks to me. And, and did you read his book before that? I didn't even know who he was. Oh, Never heard of him no. before. Yeah, yeah. And I just clicked on, I saw his picture and I was like, your man looks interesting. He's so cool. Yeah. He's so cool as well. But that reaction <laughs> that people have, I know what that feels like because it's like, conversations like that have had massive impact on how I live my life or try to live my life. Uh, so, so to see it in you and to see it in so many other people, but yeah. that's the power of what this stuff is. That's like. what it is, yeah. It really is. It lights you up inside. It does, yeah. It um, like the way I'm reacting to that is like when I was younger, when like there's a football goal scored, you know what I mean? You just can't it's just believe like, it. <gasps> exactly, it's that awe moment. Yeah. But it, is there is there any lesson in particular that kind of stands out to you over the multitude of podcasts that you listen to? There is, and it's it's actually a lesson from Rogan because he says that a lot, but a lot of his guests embody it, and really good podcasters embody this as well. And it's this concept of not. You are not your opinions. Mm. And for me, and Mo, Mo Goddard talked about this as well on um, Diary CEO, um, but Rogan talks about this all the time. And a, a lot of, as I said, the guests that he have on, they really do embody what this means. I've Most people will struggle with this. I struggled with this for a long time and still do. If somebody says something that challenges any belief that I hold, I take it personally that affects me in a negative way and it makes me live my life in a way that I'm constantly defending and reacting to things and when I heard him say that once before I had to sit with it for like an hour I just had to sit and think about what he said because yeah. I knew it challenged me and I knew I didn't want to listen to what he was saying case in point yeah. I was like what, what the fuck does he mean there but if you can separate yourself from the things that you think and believe because the things you think and believe are in some way programmed into you either positively or negatively but yeah. there's some way a result of things that have happened that you've experienced you're not those things. No. You are you, and these are things that you believe. So if you, as James Hentham, say something to me that I disagree with, even on a fundamental basis... It triggers something inside it you. It definitely triggers me. So what I try and do, and I don't succeed most of the time, but what I try and do is I give it a second for that to process, and then I separate myself emotionally from that thing, and then I can have a much better conversation You said it there. That. I was going to say, if you don't emotionally react, yeah. that's what it is. It's, it's, it, that separation is very key, and I think that's one thing I've, that I've learned through meditation as well is it's like, give it a second. You don't need to, you know, it's almost an immaturity thing where you say something to me and I go, oh, why? And I get all aggressive and yeah. angry and like whatever comes with it. It's like, just keep a cool head about yeah. it. You know what I mean? And it's hard because there's nuance to it as well. Like, for example, what I mean by nuance is if two blokes have a conversation, me and you, there's an ego attached to it as well. Yeah. So it's not just the fact that you disagree with what I said. It's also, I have to get one up on you because yeah. you're a bloke and I'm a bloke. Do you ever, has that, have you ever felt that since or have you ever? All the time. I feel oh, it all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah all yeah. the time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like amazing at doing this, yeah. but it's the biggest lesson that I try and practice over and over oh, and over really? and over and over Do you again. feel you have more control over it now? I feel it? a lot more control over yeah. it. Yeah, a lot. What's helped you? Is it just being aware of... Just being aw awareness. Being aware, aware. Awareness. And yeah. it was him saying that, me hearing him say that sentence, you are not your opinions, gave me 
a bit of awareness, a bit. Yeah. And now I'm trying to practice more awareness because I still get I still get pissed off when someone I, cuts I me off in traffic. I think there's you know? a phrase that's like strong opinions held Lo- loosely. Strong opinions loosely held. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's just there's there's no need to be attached to whatever it is you believe. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just. You live a much happier life. And this is what yeah. Mo Godat was, was talking about. And he has techniques for it. Like, uh, always give yourself three seconds or something like that when people someone says something. And that three seconds is to allow you process what they've said, remove the emotion from it, and yeah. decide how you're going to respond yeah, as opposed yeah. to just respond. Yeah. Like, you get to decide how you respond to this. 100%. And how I, re- how I respond to you. Because, like, I can affect this whole conversation by just listening to what you say and then responding a different way. Because yeah. then you're going to respond differently to my response. Yes. And it's going to just take us down a different trajectory. And, like... If you want to get really hippie on this, this is how you can change the world. Like, because we're all just reacting to each other in fucking bad ways. Yeah. If everybody just took a couple of seconds, and I didn't react to that guy in the car and call him a wanker, he's not going to give me the finger back and go home and shout at his missus. Because that's the thing, you know, you know, if you react like that, you could turn someone's day the complete opposite ways. Just it's like having that awareness, whatever you do, every interaction that you have, you could actually better someone else's life. Yeah. Whatever it may be, just yeah. something so it has to be so simple. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be very complex. But I actually that's that's a, a great lesson learned is is give yourself and it's almost very kind of stoic like as well. They talk about like you don't control the situation, you just control how you react to it. You know what I mean? And yeah. And that's what it is. Yeah. You're just controlling your reaction to what, whatever, whatever it is. All, all the, these phrases are great. The more the more awareness you develop, the more these phrases like the Stoics and all that kind of stuff start to really make sense to you like, oh. I love yeah I think I've only just recently came across in the last one but I think it's uh, the philosophy it's, I just love everything about it the way to live your life and uh, uh, I'm trying to do a deep dive into it I do uh, I got it there recently Discipline is Destiny Discipline is Destiny so yeah. I've only started reading it um, at the moment but it's it's just I don't, all the virtues and everything else that goes with it it's just the 2000 years ago they knew this even before yeah. Christianity was around you know what I mean they knew this before and it's like how they conduct themselves, I love it because yeah, it's amazing. Everything in life is just how you conduct yourself. How do you how show display the self mastery, the self control, the self discipline that you have? And yeah. I don't know, just it's I, hard I, though. It is. It's difficult. It's hard going. It's, it's something you train to do, and then you go and you go and just show the world how it is. Yeah. Tell me, we're talking about uh, touching on a few different topics here. Self development. You have mentioned before. What, what what does self development mean to you in a sense, or even where did it begin for you, or even that even that term? Because uh, it's a very common term nowadays. But do you remember originally when you first heard it, or um, probably on podcasts? I yeah, would say. Podcasts, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, podcast self development. I suppose that's pod- listen to podcasts. That's a great way to develop yourself. Yeah, it's a funny relationship I have with self development because I, I I love it. Yeah, really love it, and I really. I'm driven to be a better person, a better version of myself. And this is a funny thing. People uh, get a bit squirrely around this. I was going to say your higher self. That's what I talk about. In my higher self, yeah. In, in I know I have potential to be a much better person. And people are like, oh, you have to give yourself a break and have some empathy. I'm not saying I'm a shit person here. Yeah. I can be better though. Yeah. And this is what like Peterson talks about this. To a certain degree, people like Tay talk about this, even though they talk about it in a very controversial way. Yeah. Holiday talks about this. All these people are talking about the same concept. It's, it's higher self. Higher self. There's potential to be better, to live better. And I like what I like, you, you said it well there. You've got the higher self, but you've also got this lower self. Yeah, definitely. So you can tap into either one. It's always that you're... It's almost like you're always chasing the best version of who you, who you are, 100%. Who, you, who you could be, you know what I mean? And that's the, in that pursuit and in that journey is that you just keep on striving to just keep on 100%. just getting better and better yeah. as you go along. I, I, I like to think about it this way. I, I like the idea of like the obstacle is the way hard things make you a better person. Yeah. 
if I think about it this way, most of the things that are, like we talk about nowadays, like social media and TV and bad food and all that kind of stuff, they're not evil, but they make me a worse person because I feel bad if I eat shit food and mm. I don't train. I feel bad if I spend an hour scrolling Instagram. I just feel bad because yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not good yeah. for your brain. Uh, but, and if I feel bad, then my interaction with you is less. Exactly. So I'm a less pleasant version of me that you get to interact with. You said with. it well there. Like when you engage in bad activities or activities that may affect you in a certain way and make you not feel as good, it's like where are you spending your energy? It's like you've got this bank of energy and you just get to cash in on all these things. And that's draining it. Yeah, yeah. and it's like you can multiply your cash by exercising, by doing cold water. Exactly. By, I don't know, reading a book, by doing a podcast. Yeah. But if you cash in where you're eating, like you said, all this junk food and it's, it's taking more of your cash out of you and more energy away from you, you're just left with nothing and... You just no one wants to be around. No, I'm not saying like in, a, in a negative sense, but if your energy isn't good, people don't normally gravitate towards you. Hundred percent. I think that's. Well, like I, I look at this right. Well, I'm a dad. I'm a business owner. I'm a friend. I'm a, a partner. Podcaster. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> and I'm better at all those things when I'm feeling good. Yeah. So for me, personal development. If I can be a better version of me, thank you. No um, if I can be a better version of me, all of those things are going to improve. My relationships and the people around me are going to feel better for having me around. And if they work on all those things, I'm going to feel better for having them around and vice versa. So for me, personal development isn't about constantly just being better at everything all the time. It's about being the version of myself I know is going to have a better life at all those things of that course. I mentioned. Yeah. But it's really, really hard. And there's this concept... I know Chris Williamson talks about a lot called mental masturbation as well. The idea of I've read the book, therefore that's the work done. No, and it's something I've realised really recently as well. I'm trying to like I used to like fly through books, and it's only Ryan Holiday put up a reel the other day about talking about how he dissects books, taking notes, and really. Yeah. Like, but even that, right? So my, my 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 let me really kind of drill down to what my take on personal development yep. is. Most of these books and people, like you mentioned, Hormozzi, and we've talked about all these people today, like Naval and Joe Peterson, and Peterson yeah. and all these people, most of them are saying exactly the same thing. In my opinion, there is a few fundamental things that you can do mm. that will allow you to improve in most of the areas of your life, such as develop consistency, yeah. uh, don't lie, yeah. have a set of principles for yourself like a set of personal Values. standards a personal philosophy if yeah. you want to call it that um, and if you live by those rules that you've set for yourself most other things will take care of themselves you'll be better at most of the things that you do if you because like you, you'll work hard you'll be consistent you'll always show up you'll be there for people you have a good attitude you won't be lying that's a pretty good place to be Great most of be. these books when you finish you realize it's just the same thing. You can read a thousand of these books and it's the same thing they're saying over and over and over again. Yeah. It's this set of principles. So what I'm what I'm trying to do now at the moment is really boil down the really important ones. And like there's times at the moment like I'm really busy. Yeah. Th things are really growing in, in the job. I'm trying to figure it out and trying to systemize it and scale it. So yeah. It's very easy for everything to go to shit. Yeah. So I'm like, right, what are the fundamental things? And Brian helps me with this too. And I, I know I help him with it as well. Every single day if I do these fundamental things, I try and set aside some time for my family. I yeah. try and set aside some time to eat some good food and to train a little bit and then give the best service to my clients. And then every single person I come across, I try and have a good interaction with them. That's it. I like what you, I like what you said there, Dan. You, you talked about time. And I only heard it recently when you were speaking with Brian on, on your own podcast is like actually having time for these things, like having a calendar and looking at the calendar going, yeah. I am having time. 
for whatever personal development work is in a podcast going to the gym being with my kids whatever it may be is just have actually see it there though it's really key because for me i've only came across the google calendar in the last year and ah, it's been life man life changing yeah, because so it simple. just it gives me this kind of just perspective i know I'm not, I'm not saying i'm great with it at all i'm trying to get better with it but it gives me a perspective on my week and where i'm spending my time because your time's everything you know what yeah. i mean so it's just how, how you're cashing in on it is, is so key. And putting putting those things, and again, I learned this from Brian, putting those things in that are important to you first mm. and not the work stuff first is the only way to get it done, to guarantee get it done. And like wh- why I say it's about those fundamental things for me because there's a million things I could do. Get up in the morning, do ice bath, do 17 minutes of cardio, eat a steak, get some red light exposure, all this stuff. And that's all great and it's all the, the 1% of stuff. Yeah. It's all the, the biohack stuff that people are like, this is going to change my life. It's not, that's the extra stuff. It's yeah. the fundamentals, fundamentals that work. Yeah. Um, and like I literally, literally spoke to Brian about this before I came over here. We, we were chatting on the phone and I was like, I'm really overwhelmed at, at the, just today because it was so busy the last three days and I'm going to do this podcast with James now so I won't get work done tonight. It's a good early in the morning. I was just thinking of all this stuff and I was like, do you know exactly what I need? To sit down over the weekend with a pen and paper and plan out the next week yeah. and just put in all the good stuff first. It's yeah. going to reset me. Yeah, so yeah. it's like little little fundamental principles like that. Does it just come up every so often where you're just kind of overloaded with just work? Every so often. And yeah. I, I, I feel it coming and I know why it's coming. It's because I've let go of some of those fundamental principles. Um, and like for example the like last week just to look after yourself exactly or yeah. even like the last week I was getting home that little bit late where my son was in bed when I got home I was like that no that is not acceptable for yeah, me yeah. like because he's only one he's never going to be one again I want to see him when I go home because he runs up he's daddy and ah, he's, special, yeah. he's not going to do that forever yeah. um, and I'll miss that yeah. so I was like that for the sake of a half an hour in work what are you doing man but yeah. I, I needed I needed that kick in the ass to get the awareness so I tried to get home a little bit earlier today because I knew I was coming here mm. and I got home and he was there and he's daddy oh, and I was like lovely. right perfect this is what it's for so you can reset it really easily yeah but the the danger is without the awareness you'll never it'll never happen it's the spiral yeah and you develop and you bad habits and you miss all these moments yeah. but you, you develop bad eating and then it's harder to train and then you don't train and then it's hard and then you're just in bad form and then maybe your relationship breaks down and maybe you don't like your job anymore and then maybe you're a little bit demo- so i can see that spiral happen yeah. and i'm only one step away from that spiral all the time so to, to give you a really long-winded answer to personal development like for me it's more about the fundamentals than all the books and all the stuff because i used to consume so much personal development content yeah now i pick a few people and i like hearing the same messages over and over again I don't want a million new messages because shiny object syndrome was big with me when, I, especially with the business stuff. Yeah. I was like, "Well, this didn't work, so this will work. This didn't work. This will work." Yeah. And then, like for someone like Brian would say, "The only reason this didn't work is because he did it for six weeks. Try it for six months and see what happens." And, it'll, and I was like, "Oh yeah," and then it worked. And um, so principles, consistency, pick the simple things and just do them well and do them often. That's it for me. Yeah. Um, and then when you get overwhelmed, just go back to the things that are simple. And like you'll you'll see it straight away. Why do I feel shit? Oh, because I'm not doing all these things exactly. that I usually do to make me feel good. Become your own therapist, like you said once again. A thousand percent. Yeah, Come and yeah. do a podcast with James Hanton. <laughs> you feel great. I'm enjoying this. This is good fun. I'm loving this too. And tell me, how have you created more awareness in your own life? Has there been any kind of factor or influence that you've actually helped you, helped helped you to cultivate more awareness in your own life, or is it just having this like broader perspective and overview of your week of your calendars or has been maybe one one thing you've done or is there anything in particular that's created more awareness for you um in terms of strategies and tools and techniques uh like journaling is one i keep going back to try yeah and every now and again helps me with a little bit of perspective have you have you gone to the habit of it i have never gotten into the habit of it i've done it consistently 
here and there. It's a very weird thing to do, isn't it? Write your thoughts down the page. It's a very frustrating thing to do. It can be. Because like, yeah. it's, it's rare enough that you'd be like, oh, okay, I feel way better now for doing that. <laughs> but again, I've never done it long enough to <laughs> get a result. You know? You yeah. do it and you're like, why don't I fucking feel better? Yeah. It's like that reel going around on Instagram at the moment. It's like, you better fix my whole life, you little fuck. Or whatever it is. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't. But um, re- realistically, <laughs> I've put people in my life a couple of people in my life who just give me a reality check from time to time that yeah. helps with awareness yeah um i try and give myself a little bit of space to think about how i feel about things or how things are going or what's actually important yeah um like for, and it's random i don't have a really great structure for this so mm. i need to get better at this but yeah. for example i was driving to tala was it yesterday to, to go do a job and uh i was like I won't put a podcast on. It's a 20 minute drive. I'll drive in silence. Oh. 10 minutes in, it was like I having a fucking psychedelic journey. I was like, oh my, my brain was like, what the fuck? There's no import here. It's crazy. I was starting to organize thoughts and stuff and I was like getting real creative. I was like, I need to write this down. Do you um, know what is mad? Yeah, you just give yourself space. Literally all you need to That's do. That's all it is, is space. Is yeah. like, look, distraction again. Yeah. It's just you stick on a podcast to distract because you're listening now. 100%. I had the same thing. I only drove down the road today and I hopped into the car and I just, I, for whatever reason, I just didn't put something on. Yeah. And I started talking to myself. I just, I was, whatever was on my mind, I just, I spoke it out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever, creative ideas, whatever it may be, is just actually speak to yourself. Yeah. People think you're crazy now, of course. Yeah, but well, you're crazy. That's why you got to get it out. Who cares? You know, you're just you're 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 defiling all what's going on in there. You're just kind of getting it out. I'm ta- just figuring things. You start figuring things out. That's exactly like you're closing those loops. Like yeah. we talked about earlier on. Yeah, yeah. there closing. The, I I don't know. There's just such a a need for it. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? It's the, that need, that word uh, reminded me there. Uh, after that 75 hour challenge thing, was it seven? No, it was a 60, primal 60. We put in five minutes of meditation every day. Yeah. And How last... did you get on with that? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. To the point where last... And then, like, typically, primal 60 stopped. Everything fucking... Everything stopped. <laughs> we did, did everything religiously for 60 days and then nothing for the following two weeks. Just the way it goes. Now I was coming at the championship season and yeah. stuff as well. So there's other, stuff going on. priorities. Yeah, I, I, yeah just, I got busy. It's, they're all excuses. I, I could have kept doing it. But the thing is, if it had been going while the championship was going, you would have done it. Yeah, would have done it. I, 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 what, I, what is this, Dan? Because i only done something similar. nature. I, when I got back from EP, I was like, oh, fuck, I need a bit of a reset here. So I've done this challenge called Monk Mode. Oh, yeah. Just a challenge. Just a challenge. Meditation, exercise every day. Da, 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 I like right? it, yeah. And done it for 21 days, kept consistent. Like, and I do meditate, but I don't do it every single day. But from doing that challenge, I made sure I done it every single because I could not let myself down and go, "You missed a day," because yeah. then it's over. Yeah, you, know yeah, I mean? you missed yeah, a day, yeah. it's finished. And then after, like, I I still be consistent with exercise and everything else, and 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 whatever else was with that challenge. But since it, since the challenge ended, I haven't replaced it with anything just yet. But it's like I feel not that I have I'm lacking that discipline, but I just feel I know in myself I could be more disciplined. And yeah. by having a challenge, it just sets you straight almost. It proves to you that you can do it. Yeah, but like the 75 like, hard like, thing was like, it's like... You have structure with your... Like, not that I don't have the structure, but you have more. You just... I get up in the morning. This is happening. I'm doing this today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, it gives you great kind of... Just get up and go for the day. Well, that's Jocko's thing. Discipline is freedom. Yeah, yeah. And it's really hard because you have to... Every, we all know it's right. But it's fucking so hard to accept that this is how you're going to live your life. But he, once he, he's an extremist in the sense, and he is yeah, a very extreme. You don't have to be as extreme as him. Half four in the morning working out. Yeah, like, I love it. I love but it. But if you if you do have that discipline, like that's what I was going to say, the seventy five hard thing proved to me that we could do work out twice a day and do all the other bits and bobs just by having discipline. Yeah. I didn't want to do that any day. Yeah, there was yeah. no day I was like, today I want to do this. Yeah, yeah. I was like. I, f- I said I'd fucking do it and Brian's going to be calling me in about an hour to check if I've done my first it's workout it's great having that accountability accountability yeah, yeah. yeah that's what it um, is but that discipline gives you the freedom then to because 
it gives you the things you know are going to fill your cup up, yeah. which allow you the freedom to live the life your life the way you want to live it, without having to rely on motivation. And if you have to rely on motivation, like there's no way you, you're you're not going to want ever going to want to do the things that are difficult. No, um, I heard this recently, but motivation normally comes after you do an event. So yeah. say <clears throat> we do a podcast now. It was um, I actually was motivated for this podcast. Bad example, but if you, if you weren't motivated. The motivation only comes after you sometimes do something. You know what I mean? Like you can watch all the videos until yeah. the world ends. But if, like you said, motivation, I think... Motivation is just, a myth, is this it, concept. It's yeah. fleeting, you know what I mean? It comes and goes. You're going to be motivated one day. You have to be... I think uh, you talk about being true to yourself. Being disciplined is a, a, like a form of being true to you. You know what I mean? You're not going to let yourself down. Whatever maybe in terms of doing that 75 hard and even the, the primal 60 as well. It's yeah. like you made sure that you done it for the 60 days and it was happening. And there's just, I think you said there's freedom there and it's so true. I, I think if you don't have discipline in your life, things are too chaotic where you're just, I think you could lose yourself completely. Well, that's it, where people end up lost. There's, yeah. a, there's, a, like, there's a whole planet full of lost people at the moment. And like, I just want to clarify uh, if anybody's listened to this and rolling their eyes that the, like discipline doesn't mean you have to get up and work out every morning. This whole concept of lifestyle design means you get to decide the things that you think are going to make your life better yeah. and then use discipline to get it done. So it can be whatever the fuck you want. Like do whatever you want. Yeah. But discipline applies to, if you can apply discipline to that strategy that you have, you'll achieve the goal. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be, I'm going to have to get up and work out every single day and eat this kind of food. It's not all about strength and fitness and health and all that kind of crap. Yeah. For anything, if you have discipline, it lets you be consistent and it gives you the freedom and, and the, the drive, you said it there, the, mo- yeah, the momentum. You have to be consistent though. Consistency is a massive factor in being disciplined, whatever you do. 100%, yeah. It's almost the same. They go hand in hand. If you're being consistent, you're being disciplined because you're always getting it done. Um, But yeah, some people are like, they're talking about all this, fucking get up and do 100 deadlifts every day. (laughs) Not at all. Like, be disciplined in the time you set for your family. Be disciplined in how you nurture your relationship with your partner. Like, sometimes you don't want to sit down and like, how was your day? And I'm a demon for this as well. And you don't want to like open up and talk to the person and communicate but if you know like sit down and plan this out and if if I don't nurture this relationship we're not going to get on in 10 years this won't grow we won't love each other anymore so be disciplined and even when you don't feel like it still do it there's loads of ways of applying discipline it's not about working out because most people hear that and they're like oh fucking work I'm not going to work out whatever you think is valuable in your life if you value it plan it and then stay disciplined and be consistent yeah. and get it done. And it'll all come yeah. to you. It sounds like I do this all the time. I don't, but this is what this is how I think well, about you it. Pra- you do practice it. Like I you practice it, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I fall off and I come back. Exactly, yeah, and uh, that does happen. But uh, like I was saying, it's great having them structures in place that, that make you more disciplined as well. Yes. Definitely. Well, one, one thing I know you do, Dan, is, is read. Do you read many non-fiction books? Um, to refer back to one of the previous points in personal development, not as many as I used to. Yeah. Um, I try and I read books now based on ref- like strong referral. If someone says, you really have to read this book. Yeah. Um, like one of the latest ones I read was 12 Rules for Life. I, you read all the kind of like the James Clears and the Habit Stack and all that kind of stuff. All the principles are the same. They're the yeah. same as everything we've just talked about for the last 30 minutes there. 100%. Discipline, consistency, focus, all that kind of stuff. Um, There's a non-fiction book on the table. I said we mentioned it because it's, 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 I don't read many non-fiction books, but this one absolutely blew me away when, when I did read it. It's, uh, well, this is fiction. 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 Say, yeah, sorry, not, not, sorry, not non-fiction. This yeah, is fiction. This, this is fiction. fiction. Yeah. I want to get the terminology right. Yes. George Orwell's 1984. I was actually looking over your own reel. That We've you just lost to, half the audience. Yeah, we have indeed. <laughs> this book is absolutely incredible. 
Yeah, and it, it blew me away. But what was your own kind of take when you were reading it? If if people can we give them some sort of an insight into it? Is how how did it make you feel when you read it? Um, it's an interesting question. Yeah, it made me feel lots of things when I read it because I read it. I read it during COVID. Yeah. Oh, you read it during COVID. Yeah. Oh wow. It was like reading the fucking newspaper. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like a real a real time view. Um, I'll put I, I won't put my tinfoil hat on too strongly here now, but for me it was an interesting um narrative on human nature. And how easy we can be controlled. Yeah, there's that there's loads of that in it, right? we can we can go go down the rabbit hole and all that kind of control and stuff like that. But my I've always been of the opinion that the way things are at the moment, systems, call them systems, governments, companies, whatever, teams, yeah. they're all systems yeah. in which people have to interact with each other mm. to achieve some sort of goal. Sometimes the goal is the common goal. Many times it's not the common goal. Yeah. Many times it, it's for the people at the very, very top and most of the people below do most of the heavy lifting. Yeah. But... Why I found this so interesting is because it's a really, really accurate representation of a human system. So it describes this kind of dystopian world where... It's totalitarian. Yeah, it's totalitarian and people live in this um, sense of one complete and utter denial, but they're completely controlled by a series of lies and the lies are told in a way that make it seem like it's done for your own good. Yeah, yeah. In my experience, most systems exist to keep the systems alive so the system doesn't want to die if that's a government if it's a if it's a, a company it's like co- a species as well it, yeah, it's yeah, an animal yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. want to die but this is where I, I i draw a line and i like to kind of go a little bit nuanced on it most people think ah oh, like for example farmer farmer is evil and it's like okay farmer is an industry yeah and does a there's an incentive model in any industry, but there's also individuals in that. So I use Mary, right? Mary's my example that I use. Imagine Mary works in a pharmaceutical company yeah. and this pharmaceutical company could potentially make a cure for a very, very bad disease or an illness or cancer or something like that. Yeah. Everybody says, well, surely they don't have the answer because like, they're not evil and like people working in the company would, would, would surely tell everybody. But Mary works in the company and she's not evil. She's just a normal person like me and you. Yeah. Mary pays her mortgage. Mary has a family. Mary has all of her own. That's the only reason she works that job is because she's got her own life. So she's got an individual incentive to work that job. Of course. Her incentive isn't to create a company to take over the world and that she's evil. No, not at all. Mary's a good person. So most people who work in these companies or in these systems are very good people. Mm. But the system doesn't give a shit. So the system has a bottom line. For example, a pharma company's bottom line is its shareholders. We've got to make more money this quarter than we did last quarter to make our shareholders. They're money-making machines. So they don't care. That's not why Mary's in it. And most of the companies made up of Mary. So when people say pharma's evil, most of the people in pharmaceuticals are very good people. But the incentive model is off because that company only exists to make money. Mary is there to make money. Yeah. So nobody in there really is there for us <laughs> to, to make better medications for us. Now, it drives innovation and it's amazing what some of these companies can do. Yeah. But if somebody at the top of that company decides we want to make more money and they decide to do it in a way that's maybe not the best way of doing things, Mary doesn't get a say. Nobody else gets a say. Mary says something, she loses her job. She's not losing her job because mm. she's got three kids and she's got a sick mother and she's got a mortgage to pay. So she's not going to speak up or change. And she probably doesn't think there's anything wrong with what they're yeah. doing because they just come up with the latest drug for ABC. But if somebody at the very top who makes the decisions decides to shift the goalposts a little bit and we suffer as a result. That, for me, 1984 was a great 
hyper example of what that potentially looks yeah, like. Yeah. And if anybody speaks out or questions that system, they're a freak or a weirdo or a conspiracy theorist or this or that. Um, so when I was reading that book, there's so many parallels to what was happening during COVID, like whatever you think about COVID or whatever, there was loads of parallels to draw about human behavior yeah. and about how systems operate. And double speak and everything. That double speak. Yeah, yeah. How, how saying one thing, meaning the opposite. Saying one yeah. thing, meaning something else. Or changing the moving words. Moving the goalposts. <laughs> changing the words. Yeah. Changing the words, changing yeah. definitions. So, yeah, I, I, it's like pe- people have loads of opinions on books I can't believe this like was this. written in, what was it, 1940? 1940. Uh, 39 no. or 40, was it? Was it? Is that what it was? It says it on the back here, I think. Um I don't know, I can't read fast. Something like that, yeah. You mentioned something in it that, that really kind of hit on me when I think about modern day as well. It's like... Yeah, 1949. Like 1949. Yeah. Telescreens. Like, he couldn't be seen in this apartment with the telescreen. Yeah. Now we walk around with this phone that just stares at the whole time. Yeah. Like, you don't know who's looking at you behind that screen. It's yeah. just crazy. And, and diff- different elements of it as well. There's, 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 there's a couple of ways people think about this kind of stuff. Like, there's big, bad, evil overlords there. I don't know. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. I don't know. What I do understand is human nature and yeah. incentive models. Yeah. And most of the decisions that are made nowadays are made based on financial incentive. It doesn't make the people evil. Yeah. It doesn't even make the people making the decisions evil. Yeah. It, but there's incentives. It's and just the system is evil. It's too nuanced. The system isn't evil. The system is the system. The system wants to stay alive. It's okay. not evil. Yeah. Maybe there's evil people up there pulling strings. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that yeah. question. That's not that's not necessarily what I believe. Yeah. But I understand people. And I understand incentive models. And there's so much nuance that if anybody tries to tell me that this company A does this for this reason or this government's doing this for that reason, I'm like, there's, number one, there's no way you can know that because yeah. nobody can know that. You because there's a, there's a million different factors yeah. in that decision. And no, nobody can know all the factors. Of course. So anybody who tells me that I'm wrong, I'm like, I'm not saying I'm right, but I'm not saying that you're right either exactly. because nobody fucking knows the answer. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting it, read though. Really int- great story. Great even book. if you even if you don't, you're not a conspiracy theorist like me and James here. Great story. Really, really interesting story. But a, a very interesting commentary on human nature and Winston's Winston's kind of oh, <laughs> his journey through it is you can pull a lot of relatable elements from it yeah um, and like most people like most people are like me and you they're curious they're interested they're good they're, they want want to do the right thing but my my belief is a lot of the times the right thing and what we believe aren't necessarily aligned properly exactly definitely um, so tell me down one last question to wrap on. it up it's been a great conversation Jeez, so we, need to, we need to went off the rails there we, we <laughs> we've lost all, we've lost all the listeners we nearly did what is the future of podcasting do you believe the future of podcasting yeah like where where is the, where is it going is it is it because it's for me look it's, it still seems quite new but it, where is the future podcasting gonna go do you believe so i'll answer yeah. the question in a slightly different way because po- podcasting for me is a tool yeah it's a tool conversation is the real thing that's happening during a podcast like yeah. but the podcast is we have mics and a computer here but like th- this conversation is what it's all about if no one listens we still had the conversation yeah there's a, there's a shift happening at the moment um that's allowing people create more autonomy there's there's tools available like podcasts the internet computers phones technology code that are allowing people create lives for themselves Mm. that wasn't possible even five years ago or 10 years ago and that innovation is accelerating exponentially it's getting so fast what's happened in the last two years is more innovation has probably happened in the last 40 years yeah. and every year that's getting quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker and quicker so it's frightening it's frightening but it's exciting yeah and it gives us an opportunity 
like my job wouldn't exist without podcasting but next year there's going to be more jobs like there's huge now it's social media influencer as a job youtuber as a job gamer as a job coder as a job creative designer whatever creative, media, whatever yeah. like these are all jobs that didn't exist half a decade ago and there's going to be more of those jobs i i think podcasting is really interesting because it allows say for example us to build a community of people who can engage with us on a much much deeper level yeah and that means we can build businesses. So it means we can offer value, provide services and products that will become your people. livelihood. Yeah, it can become your livelihood. It's my livelihood at the moment. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not a podcaster as a livelihood, but I support podcasters. Facilitator. I'm a facilitator. I, I'm a business owner, and the business I run is based off this new medium. And um, I, I advertise and grow my business through social media. So that's given me an opportunity there. Like my my, my business comes solely through referral and social media. I don't, yeah, I don't do any marketing really at the moment. Um, so yeah, so where i see it going is like the podcast thing won't change too much it's just going to get bigger and bigger i think it's it's just going to provide more opportunities and platforms for people i i potentially see a point where everybody has a podcast i think so i i have often thought this only recently is like if you have a thought and you've got a if you have thoughts and you've got a voice you can have a podcast you just have to be, take the courage and bravery to yeah. just go and do it, and that's all it is. And like people get caught up in this whole idea of, but there's so many podcasts out there. I can give you the stats. There's about, depending on where you look for these statistics, there's about 4 million podcasts out there at the moment. Now, in a world of 7 billion, how many are we now? 7 billion people? Yeah. That's not a lot of podcasts. And only about a half a million to a million of those are actually active, which means they've released an episode in the last three months. So most people aren't doing this still. Yeah. Most people aren't doing this. Most people aren't creating content on social media, even though everyone has an Instagram profile. Most people are still consuming. They're not creating. So there's massive opportunity out there for people. Most people aren't starting online businesses. A few people are, and we're all consuming their content. Yeah. Most people aren't YouTubers, etc., etc., etc. So there's huge scope for growth there. And you don't have to have an audience of thousands of people for it to be a podcast. If one person listens, this is a podcast. If they don't, it's just a conversation. Exactly, yeah. But to me, that's opportunity. And I don't I don't know what way it's going to go, but if everybody has a podcast because everybody has a different type of value to offer or value they get from doing it, that's that's very, very realistic because the barrier to entry is getting lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. Yeah. Like you can learn how to do this stuff. It's, the equipment's quite cheap. Um, so uh, the conversation's never going away and it, we're, we're reintegrating it now by doing like long form media is becoming popular again well thank god it is i was just gonna say because uh, the great thing about podcasts it's like it's almost like the it's like a lotus flower it's just came where like this whole age of tiktok and, and short span attention and it's like from all that whatever it be mud or whatever it is that's in that lake and then you just have this beautiful flower that comes up and it's a podcast you know what i mean yeah. where it's longer form people actually sit down together take the time to be one, one another and it's not like quick fix quick like sharp sharp just seeing multiple things at once and your mind going crazy yeah. it's just giving like you call it long form content yeah but i think is, is, is needed in this day and age yeah and like these tools again like social media there's a lot a lot of negative elements to social media but it's just a tool at the end of the day yeah like anything alcohol is a tool yeah steroids are a tool uh pharmaceuticals are a tool this phone is a tool how you use something and your intent dictates what happens if you mindlessly consume social media content you will feel shit i use yeah. it to run my business now yeah. i sometimes i get caught mindlessly consuming and yeah. i feel shit yeah so it, it you have to be very very mindful and aware but you can use this stuff social media is a very very powerful tool to draw more people to your podcast mm. and when you use them in con combination the right way with the right intent it's amazing what you can achieve people have built billion dollar empires through social media through linkedin through youtube through tiktok through instagram yeah 
depends on how you use it. So your awareness and your intent is really, really important. But there's, there's massive, massive potential. It's the same with podcasts. Like, and this is one of the questions I ask. I asked you guys when you came in, what, what is your goal here? What's success look like? And if someone says to me, I want 20,000 listeners, I want to top the charts. I'm like, okay, we need to recalibrate this metric for success. That's yeah. an arbitrary number. Yeah. And it's, that's an ego thing. Exactly. And that's going to mean you're going to get caught up in this rat race of trying to get numbers because they feed your ego. Let's try and build different metrics for what this means to you. Like, are you trying to add value, build community? Do you want to build something a, a bit more real? If, yeah, because most people have that inside them, but they, they get caught on the number thing. Like with social media, you get caught in the scroll and you get caught in the likes and the follows and all that shit. Um, but the tool is just the tool. Now, they do manipulate the tool to take advantage of our little lizard brains. They so do, do. we have to be aware of that. But when you're aware of it, you've got the power. So awareness is power. So awareness is power. It's it's yeah. Lovely, it's a lovely, lovely no. I like that. Awareness is power. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If you don't have awareness, you're just mindlessly consuming this stuff. Hundred yeah. percent. So with podcasting, everybody go start a podcast. If you need help, talk to Primal. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Get the plug. Dan, listen. Thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate no, it. It's an absolute pleasure. Been, uh, absolute joy of a conversation. No, thank you thank so you. much for having me. Appreciate no problem. The no problem. All the best, everyone. Good night. Peace. Happy days. Yeah. That was brilliant. I love that. Enjoy that. that. Was savage. Savage. Yeah. How long are we going? There we have it, the podcast in full. So listen, I hope you've taken something from it. There's always, whatever conversation you listen to, whatever podcast you listen to, what are you learning from it? Ask yourself, the question, ask yourself that question at the end of it. What am I taking away from what I've just heard? Because there is value in everything and there's a lesson to be learned whatever situation you find yourself in life. So listen, once again, thank you very much for listening. I really do appreciate your time and attention, like I said before. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with myself, you can find me on Instagram, just the name, James Hempton. The YouTube channel is James Hempton. The TikTok will be going soon enough. If you have any questions, throw them my way. If you have any suggestion for maybe any guests that you think would, would suit what I have going, please let me know. Please just reach out. It's only a message away, and you never know what could happen. So listen, hope you have a lovely day, a lovely evening, or a lovely night. Take care. All the best and lots of love.